0: Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Fellow redeemed, you know how it goes. Supper is ready, and you tell little Johnny to let his brothers and sisters know that it's time to eat. After hearing, supper's ready, you notice that the dining room table is empty. Again, you hear, come on, supper's ready. Still, nothing. Nothing. Finally, you, as the parent, step in. It's time to eat now. Come upstairs. And surprisingly, everybody rushes in to eat. In this instance, we get an idea of what it means to have authority. For little Johnny, the other kids viewed him as an equal. Someone that they could listen to. Or ignore. But you, as the parent, have been entrusted with authority by God and to exercise it in your house. And as a result, your words carry weight. What you say goes. The centurion in this morning's gospel knew something about authority. The centurion wasn't just a soldier, but a high ranking official. Having considerable military experience and strong leadership qualities, he had been given authority over 80 to 100 soldiers. And having been given a- this authority by the Roman military, he could command those beneath him with a word. He could say to one, Go! And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. While this centurion had been given authority to command and to order, the gospel for this day reveals that his authority is limited. He had a servant paralyzed at home, suffering terribly, and yet no amount of commanding, no amount of ordering would bring healing to the servant's body. No amount of ordering would cause the servant to rise from the bed on which he laid. Centurion was in need of a greater authority than that which he possessed. And so he turns to Jesus in his time of need. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. This is a surprising encounter from the start. The centurion, he's a Gentile. And Jesus, he's a Jew. You don't expect a Gentile to approach a Jew and appeal for anything. And you certainly don't expect a centurion, a Jew, to address, sorry, a Gentile, to address a Jew as Lord. However, the fact that the centurion does tells us something about him. In Matthew's gospel, it's only the disciples and believers Who addressed Jesus as Lord. Through the proclamation of the powerful word of God. An incredible miracle had taken place. This unbelieving Gentile. Was brought to faith in Christ. He was brought to confess Jesus as his Lord. The one true God who had authority over all things. Over all creation. And hearing the centurion's appeal, Jesus responds with care, compassion. I will come and heal him. And yet, the centurion tells him, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say a word, and my servant will be healed. The centurion's response of, I'm not worthy, is in direct opposition to, to what the Jewish leaders said of him in Luke chapter 7, which is the parallel passage to this account. To Jesus, these Jewish elders say, the centurion's worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he's the one who built our synagogue. The Jewish elders place before Jesus the centurion's good works for the reason to have the servant healed. How easy it is for us to fall into that same trap when we approach God with our petitions. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh lead us to look at our own good works to justify ourselves before God. They lead us to believe that we deserve better. Yet truth be told, because of sin, we're not worthy to have Jesus do anything for us. We're sinful creatures who are continually turned inward on ourselves. We create false gods of all kinds and treat them as our lords. Would that we repent of our sin and confess with the centurion, Lord, I am not worthy. Would that we repent of our unbelief and cling to Christ and faith lest we be thrown into that outer darkness, which is hell, a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Centurion knew exactly where he stood in relation to Jesus. He wasn't worthy to have Jesus come under his roof. And it wasn't because he was a Gentile and Jesus was a Jew. He wasn't worthy because he was a sinner. And Jesus was Lord, the God of heaven. And earth. And yet, the centurion also had faith that there was no need for Jesus to do so, to come to his house. He confessed, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Again, the centurion knew all about authority. If the centurion's word had authority, how much more would it be for Jesus, who is true God in human flesh? The centurion believed that Jesus could simply speak and drive that illness from his servant. When Jesus heard this, he marveled said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west, recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. As the centurion... Believed in the power of the spoken word of Jesus, because of the authority that He carried. this must define our lives as Christians as well. We believe in Jesus' authority, in the word He speaks, because He's the one who bore our sins on the cross at Calvary. He's the one who offered up his perfect life to God unto death on our behalf. He's the one who suffered the Father's wrath for the sin of the world on the cross as our substitute. And yet, as the grave couldn't hold him, the risen and exalted Christ lives, exercising all authority. It's as he described to his apostles after his resurrection. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Possessing all authority, Jesus' word makes things happen, even today. Through his word and sacrament, he comes to us under the roof of this church to bring us his healing and his life. To your confession of sins, sins of trusting in your worthiness, sins of trusting in false God. Jesus speaks his word of absolution through his called servants. He speaks his word of forgiveness that removes sins and gives you the standing of a forgiven sinner before God. And you can trust this word because the one who died and rose for you won the right to speak this word of forgiveness. Possessing all authority, Jesus' word makes things happen. Through the proclamation of his word and the sacrament at the altar, he causes his true body and his true blood to be present under the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of sins. And whoever eats and drinks of this blessed meal believing Jesus' words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, they have right then and there the forgiveness which Jesus speaks. The redeemed, the centurion, returned to his house believing Jesus' words that his servant was healed. And yet, it was only when he returned home that he would see that this was, in fact, true. This describes our life of faith as well. While the Lord promises to care for you through the various circumstances in your life, you don't always visibly see the results that you want or expect. Yet you are to believe and to trust God's Word because it's the promise that comes with the authority of our crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ. So for now, we live by faith and not by sight as we trust in Jesus' authoritative Word. And yet Jesus reminds us in the Gospel that the day of sight will come one day. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, which the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus is the crucified and risen Lord. And on the last day, everyone will be confronted with the truth that their status for all eternity has been determined by the stance they took toward Jesus. The way of faith, of believing and trusting in Jesus Christ and his authoritative word, well, it leads to the feast of salvation with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and even this centurion at Capernaum, Jesus' authoritative word does what it says because it's backed by his suffering and death on the cross and his glorious resurrection and ascension. Those who believe him have exactly what he says, forgiveness, life, and salvation. God be praised. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.